your host, Matt Bergman, and welcome to From the Hawk's Nest. My guest today is J.P. Limbaugh. He's a 2005 QU graduate with a business management degree and also earned his master's in business administration from QU in 2006. J.P. started working for Anheuser-Busch shortly after he got his MBA, and he's worked his way up the corporate ladder and is now the senior vice president and chief commercial officer for Silveral I'm sorry, Silver Eagle Beverages, one of the largest Anheuser-Busch distributors in the country. JP, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, this is great. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Let's start by discussing your role uh, at Silver Silver Eagle. That's For some reason, that's a hard word for me to say, in San Antonio. Uh, tell us about what your job entails. Yeah, so I am the chief commercial officer for Silver Eagle Beverages. And I've been here at Silver Eagle since May of 2019. And that's when I transitioned from Anheuser-Busch to Silver Eagle Beverages here in San Antonio. And chief commercial officer is a really fancy way of saying that I, I manage and lead all of our sales and marketing teams. So um, when it comes down to the total number, it's about 230 of our, so roughly half of our 500 employees. Um, work within sales and marketing and and work within our team. So I've got the great opportunity and the very good fortune to work for a great ownership group. Um, And most importantly, I've got a really, really good team of people and, and we work really, really hard to, uh, to, to get everything we can out of the market here. So I'm very fortunate. How uh, big is the reach of the company? How much of an area do you serve? Yeah, it's a good question. So we have a total of 13 counties in Texas. Um, and the majority of our volume and population is in Bear County, which is, you know, San Antonio Metro, but we actually go as far west as, as Del Rio, Texas. So we have a couple of the, the border towns on the way there too. So it's, uh, 13 counties and it's, uh, we cover a lot of, uh, a lot of territory. Wow. That sounds like, uh, a, quite a group to manage, quite an area. Yeah, it's, it is, it's fun. Um, we just have a great, I can't. I can't say enough um, how fortunate I am to have just a great group of people that buy into everything we're trying to do and work extremely hard to to accomplish all the great things that we're able to accomplish. Well, you started working with Anheuser-Busch in 2007. Walk us through the process that you went through uh, and maybe the different positions you held with the company. Yeah, it's a good question. So when I, I graduated from Hugh with my MBA, um, and my original intent was to get into the business side of sports. Um, and so had a, a family friend who had some connections with Anheuser-Busch and I met with him the, I guess it would have been the second semester of my undergrad. Um, my, so my last year, my fourth year at QU and met with him in St. Louis and he had some contacts and I remember he was very clear. He said, look, I can help you get this job but I can't keep the job for you. And so it worked out really well. So my first job um, was right out, was in July, right after um, leaving QU. And I was on a traveling marketing team that went to various special events and concert around the world, around the country. And we supported manpower um, to the wholesalers that had all these big things going on throughout the country. And so um, that was kind of my foot in the door. Um, and it was a one-year position, and it was a one-year position at that time that gave the company, Anheuser-Busch, an opportunity to say, hey, do we like JP? Do we think he's a fit? And it was also a year for me 
to understand, okay, do I like Anheuser-Busch? Do I think this is a fit? And so after that one year, it worked out well. Um, and then I moved to um, Denver, Colorado, where I was there for three years. And there's a unique system within the, the beer industry where there's a set of, of wholesalers that are owned by Anheuser-Busch. And it provides a great uh, training ground for employees uh, within the Anheuser-Busch system. And I was fortunate enough to go to, to Denver for three years. And it was probably the most impactful three years um, that I had at Anheuser-Busch because I was a sales rep. I was a frontline sales person and I worked in downtown Denver. So it was a great opportunity for me to really, really learn the foundation of the business. Um, and it really set the, set the stage for me to come to the wholesaler side of the system in San Antonio because I had the understanding of what it took day in and day out, what, where the challenges were, um, different things that they struggle with, different things that they do well, and how do we reward that? So there's a great opportunity there um, in Denver. And then after Denver, I moved around the country in, in various sales roles. I was in Columbus, Ohio um, for about a year um, working on the on the Kroger account for Anheuser-Busch. And then I moved to Shreveport, Louisiana for a couple of years as a district manager. From there, I moved to Houston and I call it Houston Park Part 1 and we'll get to Part 2 in a second. Um, but when I moved to Houston the first time, it was just a more of an elevated uh, district manager role working in a larger market. Then I moved to our region office in Dallas, Texas at the time from an Anheuser-Busch perspective. And I worked solely on the on-premise as an on-premise director, which really was kind of one of the areas where I finally got into sports because I managed all of the venues with my team in the specific region um, and leading into the Super Bowl, too, which was great. Um, then I had an opportunity to go back to Missouri for the first time since high school, and I was in Missouri for about eight months um, in a national role. So I spent a lot of time on a plane, three to four days a, um, a week. I was flying around the country because my territory at that time was was total U.S. Then I came back to Houston for part two. Um, and so I was in Houston for a couple of years before transitioning there. So that's a long answer to your question, but it's a long answer because I was lucky enough to move around the country and live in a lot of great cities in a lot of great roles and work with a lot of great people. So maybe give us some insight on what it's been like for you to move through so many different roles and responsibilities. Yeah, it's a good question. And I get that often. Um, you know, it's for me um, in my personal situation, I'm not married. I don't have any children. So it was pretty easy to, to kind of pick up and move. Um, and it was probably one of the ways that I was able to, you know, be lucky enough to get promoted as much as I, I was able to get promoted um, at Anheuser-Busch because, you know, there wasn't a, there wasn't a, a timeline where, okay, it's going to take me two to three months to transition. It was, hey, I can be there tomorrow. If I'm the one chosen for this role, I can be there tomorrow. And so that probably gave me a little bit of an advantage. Um, but it was, you know, I was, I was young, younger, I, I should say, um, and ambitious. And so it was what I wanted to do. I, I had a lot of great experiences across the country working in a market like Denver, Colorado, which is um, kind of in the shadows of the of the Coors Brewery there in Golden, to working um, in the state of Ohio, and then moving into the South with with Louisiana and Texas, and just the, the variety of different roles prepared me. I think was the most important thing for the position that I'm in today. I'm sure along the way you have some professional accomplishments that uh, stick out and, and, and mean something special. Any of those pop up to the top of mind? 
yeah, that's a great question too. Um, and I, I, I have to think about that a little bit, but I think just from an accomplishment standpoint, I think, you know, Anheuser-Busch is a great company and I was there for 13 years. It was a very fulfilling career personally and professionally. Um, you know, as I mentioned, I started at a, at a, at the lowest level as an entry level position and was able to grow into being a, a commercial director, which was my last role in Houston, which at that time was covering the largest director market role in the country. Um, so it was obviously a very high profile, you know, high intense market too, which was great. Um, I, I think just the, the journey from start to finish with Anheuser-Busch, I have nothing but great things to say about that company and being able to meet so many different people um, that helped me along the way is probably, you know, it's not a, a, a set accomplishment, but I think just start to finish there is um, a huge accomplishment um, to just kind of what I'm most proud of about my time with Anheuser-Busch. And I, and I think then the to transition to a wholesaler like we have here with a, an ownership group that we have here at Silver Eagle Beverages, um, you know, it, I'm, I'm very proud to work here because I'm proud to work for the people that I work for and the people that I work with. Um, and I, I think to kind of the other thing that that's really important to me is I've been able to, to be a part of winning teams and I've been able to build winning teams. And I think those things are probably the things that I'm most proud of over the last, you know, call it 17 years in the industry. You're also a strong supporter of community efforts in the San Antonio area. What are some of the boards that you currently serve on? Yeah, so that's probably one of my most favorite things about being on the wholesaler side of the business and not the Anheuser-Busch system. And and again, I have nothing but great things to say about Anheuser-Busch. I loved every minute of it, but I was moving all the time. So I didn't really get the opportunity to put down roots. And so one of the things that I, I wanted to do moving into this role was be involved in the community in various things. So um, I'm actually a, a member of the board of directors for the Valero Alamo Bowl, which is the college football bowl game that's played here between the Pac-12 and the Big 12 every year. Excuse me. And then I'm also part of the board of directors for Junior Achievement of South Texas, which is a, is a great organization that's around the country that, that you know, promotes education across all levels. And so it's been great to be a part of those boards, great to get to know different people in the community. And all of us work really, really hard in our day jobs, but we all understand the importance of giving back. And it's been really fun to do that in this community. You'll be happy to know that Quincy University um, donates office space for the local junior achievement office here in Quincy. So we we partner with them quite a bit. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I didn't realize that, but I'll tell you what, I spent some time volunteering um, in the high school, one of the local high schools here, and I did eight different lessons back to back each week. And it was the first period of the day, and it was juniors and seniors. <laughs> and I forgot, I, I, I left the, the first day, felt like I needed to go home and take a nap because I was tired. And then I immediately went back and thought about all of my high school teachers and I have that much more respect for all of them for having to put up with us all the time. But, <laughs> but it was a great experience. It was a lot of fun to kind of connect with some of the students, and, and it was good. I'll, I'll do it again here sometime soon, but we had a good time with it. Awesome. Well, let's take a brief break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more with JP about his time at QU and how QU prepared him for his career path. 
Stay with us. You're listening to From the Hawk's Nest. Hey, QU alum. We want to stay connected with you. Tell us what's happening in your life and your career. Let us know when you move and update your email address. Share when you change jobs, receive a promotion, or have other accomplishments and recognitions. And yes, we want to know when you get married and when you have a baby and make additions to your family. Hey, and you can always contact us just to say hello. Feel free to send pictures of yourself or others which may be of interest to the Quincy University community. Stay connected with us through various social media like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And welcome back to From the Hawk's Nest. Today, my guest is J.P. Limbaugh. He's a 2005 QU grad uh, with both an undergrad degree in business and a master's degree in business from QU. And he is currently the senior vice president and chief commercial officer for Silver, Silver Eagle Beverages, and I still can't say the word. Uh, You'll get it down. <laughs> well, let's talk about your time at QU and, and your degrees and how they prepared you for both um, really your – well, actually for your whole career in the beverage industry. Yeah, so it was – the thing I that drew me to Quincy was a couple things. One is the education, right? Um, you know, that was that was very important. Um, I did play football at Quincy for all five years. Um, so that was obviously one of the reasons why I, I chose Quincy. But also I loved the overall community. I grew up in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, which is on the Mississippi River um, in Missouri. And I went to college, obviously, in Quincy, which was uh, which is on the Mississippi River. So there was a lot of similarities in the community um, between where I was from and, and Quincy. Um so that, that was a great and easy transition for me, and it was very comfortable starting. Um, but I think just overall, you know, the, the preparation is, you know, for me, it was important to really learn time management. Um, because when you're managing, you know, an ed- a, a, a class load with um, education, or pardon me, with um, playing sports, that was a, you know, that was much different than anything you have to do in high school. And you know, you know that going in, but I think just from a time management standpoint, that's probably one of the things that prepared me the most. Um, but overall, the business um, department, you know, we had some great leaders there. Um, Dr. Magliari is one that, um, you know, sticks off my mind, the, the marketing classes we had with them and the different things that he, he provided us a great um, a view of kind of the textbook version of how marketing works. But we got into some great discussions in his class about how the real world works. Um, and we did some different, um, um, uh, I guess, activities is what you would call it. that were more re- real world focused than just reading out of a textbook. So I think those are probably some of the things that stick out for me in terms of preparation from Quincy University. Uh, you mentioned that you were on, on our QU football team, and I know you support the program. How did you balance that being a student and being an athlete? Yeah, it's hard. Um, and you've got to have a plan for it. And I know that sounds cliche, but it, it's what helped me is, is kind of just planning out your week because, you know, you, you first you want to set your class schedule that's most conducive for you to have success to balance those two. Um, and, and that's a challenge at a smaller school um, because of just, you know, the amount of classes that are offered. So I think that was kind of step one is just balancing, you know, getting the right classes and the times 
Um, and then, you know, you kind of have to have a set schedule of like, these are my two hours that I'm going to study, or these are my two hours that I'm going to focus on from a football standpoint. Um, and these, you know, these are the two hours in the evening that I'm going to spend studying versus watching film versus, um, you know, um, whether it's conditioning or weightlifting. So I think just setting a schedule and understanding that, you know, hold yourself accountable to that schedule, but you're also going to have to have flexibility because things happen. Um, and so th- those two things, I think time management is extremely important and it's something that you have to do every day in your professional life too. Um, is set a plan for the day, set a plan for the week and, and hold yourself to it, understanding that there's going to be some opportunities where you're going to have to be flexible as well. And have you stayed in contact with uh, former teammates and coaches? Yeah, I think that's, that's the best part about sports um, and college sports is the camaraderie you get with your teammates um, and with, you know, whether they're students or teammates. Um, and I also keep in touch with, um, you know, Pat Atwell was the athletic director. And so I, I keep in somewhat touch with him, not as much as I want to, but, um, you know, I, I follow him a little bit on, on LinkedIn and those kind of things. But I'm, I'm still very close with Coach T. Um, he's someone that was extremely important in my life. Um, he took a chance on me from a football perspective. Um, and then, you know, the rest is history there for the next five years. So we had a great time together. Um, I mentioned Coach Atwell as well. I, I did some in my fifth year. I worked in the athletic department as well. Um, so that's where I got to know him um, as well. But yeah, from a student standpoint, I keep in, you know, now with text chains today, it's great because you can keep, keep in touch with everybody. Um, you know, right out of school, everybody's getting married. You're, you're going to everybody's weddings and now everybody's having <laughs> yeah. children and those type of things. So it's harder to keep in touch. Yep. But, you know, I was in Chicago for a, for a, a, a work meeting a couple months ago and had lunch with uh, Adrian Dixon, who's one of my close friends and a, a good buddy of mine. And, and he ended up, he was downtown. So we had lunch and planned it out. It was great. Wonderful. Well, what was life like on campus for you? What maybe some of your favorite memories from your time at QU? Wow, we got to keep this to 30 minutes, huh? I don't know if I can <laughs> and, get them all the minutes. And, and keep it PG. Yeah, no, for sure, of course. Nothing <laughs> PG. You know, like, like I said, I think the, one of the things that I loved about Quincy is it was um, in a community or a type of community that I was familiar with. Um, and, and it's a small college, and the benefits of having a small college are are pretty clear, right? You know, you, you have a one-to-one relationship with your professors, which was extremely important for me. Um, and, you know, again, I, I go back to just the relationships that are built, but, um, you know, for us that I, I know that there's been a few residence halls that were, that have been built as well, which is showing that the, the university is growing. But, you know, when I was in school, there were only a couple, um, you know, uh, different, uh, residence halls, Padua Hall being the kind of the one where everybody lives. So we got to know everybody. Um, and it wasn't just, you know, my football teammates. It was got to know the baseball guys, got to know the volleyball guys, um, got to know just the, the traditional students. So um, that was pretty cool. And look, at the end of the day, too, the small campus is, you know, if we have a, a 930 class, we can be walking out of Padua Hall at 925 and still make it with a minute to spare. Um, <laughs> exactly. So I think that was great. And and I like the location of the university. It's in the middle of town. Um, you know, you can walk to, to different bars and restaurants, which we did a lot. Um, so that was a lot of fun. 
Well, I know you mentioned Dr. Maglieri, who was, you know, I had, I had him in class as well. And uh, what, are there any other professors that might've made a significant impact on your life? Yeah, that's a good question. So Magliari obviously stands out. Um, and, and he was a great guy. He actually, I remember him, he played in the booster club golf tournament, um, the Martinen oh, club golf mm-hmm. tournament. It was my senior year with my dad. So that was, I know my dad had a lot of fun playing with him, but you know, I, I've kind of over the last probably six or seven years kind of fallen back in love with U.S. history. So I probably owe Dr. Coates a, an email to say that, you know, I probably should have studied more and <laughs> focused more in his history classes. And I'm sorry that I didn't. Um, but he was awesome. And I worked with him a little bit as well on the student athlete advisory committee. He was the, uh, the uh, faculty rep there and, and, I, that was working with Coach Pat, Pat Atwell as well. Um, but I think so, Mags, Dr. Coates, um, Dr. Hallie Moon, who I believe is still there, yeah. was awesome. I had her for a variety of classes. So I think those are probably the, the professors that really stand out for me. Well, what advice would you give to current QU students if you could talk to them? Yeah, I think, you know, that's, a, that's another great question. And there's a lot of, you know, I, I was lucky enough to have um, people provide a lot of good advice for me, but you know, one thing that I think is really important is, look, I would, I, I would go back as, as lucky as I am to be in this position and as great of and fun and fulfilling career that I've had up to this point, I'd go back to college in a heartbeat. It was awesome. I'd go back to QU tomorrow if I could. So the first thing I would say is just have fun and enjoy it. And, you know, a lot of times people want to get out of school so quick so they can go mm-hmm. to work and, it sounds great until you actually have to go to work. Um, and you wish that you could be walking into your, you know, the, the class one minute late, right? Um, that would be the first thing is have fun. Um, but also you've got to balance taking it seriously um, and understanding the importance of education and how that prepares you for the next level. Um, and so really, really making sure that it's a priority for you and that you're not just getting by, I think would probably be the, one of the things I would say, the other thing that I think is really important for me, and I think it's for all ages, but it's something that I've had the fortune of being a great uh, or having a great mentor is just find a good mentor and someone that you trust. And, and it doesn't have to be your mom. It doesn't have to be your dad, but it can be your best friend. It can be your neighbor. It can, it can be anybody. But I think having a good mentor um, is extremely important because once you have a good mentor, then you're going to, have an opportunity to be a mentor yourself. And, and that is something that's been um, really, I've, I've been really, really lucky in my life to have a lot of good mentors to help me through the good times and the bad times. Yeah. I think that's some, some really good words of wisdom. And, you know, nowadays it, it just seems sometimes like people, students in high school, especially are being encouraged to take all these advanced classes and they can cut their college short and graduate early, you know, way early. And uh, sometimes I wonder about losing that experience and, uh, and, you know, it's maybe not always so critical to get out and finish um, when you're really missing the thing, the, the things that are not in the classroom, so to speak. Yeah. I, I can remember being in my, um, in the elevator in my apartment in Denver, Colorado, and it was, seven o'clock in the morning and we're waiting for the elevator with my roommate. We kind of looked at each other and we're like, damn, this isn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, 
So, so yeah, I agree with you. The, the only other thing I would say is um, get involved um, and be, be part of what moves Quincy University forward. And that doesn't mean you have to be on the football team or the basketball team, right? Be in the band. Um, I was actually a residence hall advisor for a year. But do something to get involved so that you feel a part of the community and a part of Quincy University. That was something that worked really, really well for me. And I would recommend um, that to, to anyone that's going through, whether it's Quincy University or any university, um, it's just getting involved. Um, because I think that was something that, that helped me um, big time when I was in college. And it helped me, you know, we mentioned getting involved in the community now. Um, it's helped me even professionally to this day. Well, JP, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to talk with us. That's great. Yeah, thanks. Come back anytime. I appreciate it. Thanks. And be sure to tune in next time for another episode of From the Hawk's Nest, where we talk to QU alums, Franciscan Friars, current students, and faculty and staff to hear about their QU journey. I'm Matt Bergman, and remember, it's always a great day to be a hawk.